Hello and welcome again. This is the Fellow Cast with a Bring Your Own Bible episode. This is part three of the book of Numbers. Part three out of four, right, Garth? Yes. Okay. Next week we're finishing off with numbers. Great. So we've last week we were in the theme kind of around murmuring and the rebellion of the Israelites in the desert and with with their food and all those kinds of things. And there were some really great lessons to be learned from how God really uh, responds to us if we if we are murmurers yes. and grumblers and rebellion. So where, where are we going today? You said we're starting in chapter 16. Yes, we're going to kick off in 16 where there's another um, major rebellion against um, Moses. And this time around, it's actually, it's a planned coup, if you want to put it that yeah. way. Um, it's a guy called Korah, a Levite, and he actually gets together um, three other prominent leaders, um, and this is also just pointing forward a rebellion that is quoted again twice in the New Testament, okay. both in the book of Jude and in Revelation. God points back to this and says, you are going to fall into the sin of Korah and Abiram. Hmm. And um, apart from these three powerful leaders, they actually call together another 250 prominent officials in Israel. Okay. So this is a powerful political takeover. Mm, mm. And they're coming to Moses in particular and to Aaron and saying to them, listen, you guys have gone too far. You make too much of the authority that God has given you. Um, the whole community, the, the statement that they make is the whole community is holy. All of us are devoted to God. In other words, all of us as priests should lead this nation. Yes. Um, so this is an interesting thing to think about. They're already leaders. Mm-hmm. They're already uh, recognized with authority, trusted with authority, mm. but they don't have enough, Yeah. Uh, according to themselves. And now they want to take authority for yes. themselves. They're saying, you guys are taking too much authority. We should have the same position as you, Yeah. which suddenly sounds much more similar mm. to anything that we can do, isn't it? Whether it's in the workplace or whether it's in a community or in a family setup, uh, God does trust us with some authority. Uh, are we content with how much we have? Or do we look at those above us and say, I want your position. Mm. I want to climb the ladder. I want to step yeah. on your head to the top. Sure. Um, it's a it's a very common thing. Yeah. Uh, and this is God's response to it. Yeah. <laughs> First, let's maybe, before we look at God's response, let's look at Moses' response. Okay. Because once again, it's just so telling. Uh, when Moses, it says, as soon as he heard them, he fell face down on the ground in front of them. Hmm. He just humbled himself, literally putting himself. Interesting response, yeah. Yes, quite contrary to what we have thought. I mean, he's got the power. Yeah. To say to these guys, hey, shut them up. I'm leading this nation. (laughs) God entrusted me. Look at all the miracles that I did. You know, Mm, mm. Uh, look, I went up the mountain. Were you guys there? No. You know, Uh, he could have just said so many things. He he doesn't defend himself at all. He falls flat down on the ground in front of them, and then he says, "Tomorrow, every one of you guys, bring a censer." Uh, which is a bowl where you're going to put fire and incense in in front of God. Bring a censer and let you guys with me and Aaron appear before God at the tabernacle and present it before him mm. and let him judge who's in the right here. <laughs> and then he does say, you Levites are going too far. In other words, God has given you a position and he reminds them that God has set you apart from the rest of the nation. Mm. Uh, you guys are actually something special. 
you're allowed to minister before God. You're allowed to carry the holy things. So is that not enough? Do you want more? Mm. And then he actually sends a message to um, two of the guys, uh, Abiram and who's the other guy with a D? Dathan. Dathan. He sends a message to them because... It's saying Nathan with your nose blocked. Nathan. (laughs) (laughs) Nathan in the time that the, uh, what's it, the pollen is flying around like today. Um, So he sent a message to them because they didn't come with Korah and the other 250 guys Mm. uh, in the camp. And he called them out and he says, come, come, let's come to this meeting. They send a message back and says, not a chance. You have led us out of Egypt. You have not brought us into a promised land. We are still stuck in the desert, and it's all your fault is basically what it comes down to. Mm. Now you also want to lord it over us. Who do you think we are? We are not coming. I mean, they're just absolutely rebellious, isn't it? Even just the attitude when you read it, you get, whoa, that stinks. This is not right. That's been brewing for a while. Yes, and it's coming out venomous, really ugly. Um, and just, I mean, we know Moses. Nothing about this is true. Mm. They were pleading to God, get us out of Egypt. Yeah. And Moses <laughs> was the servant. Um, can we say unluckily on who the job fell? Because it's not a lucky job. Mm. Right? And um, then for the first time, we actually read verse 15 in chapter 16. Then Moses became very angry and said to the Lord, do not accept their offering. I have not taken so much as a donkey from them, nor have I wronged any of them. This is the first time that we see Moses seriously upset. Mm. Um, And that sounds something like some of those prayers that David prays in Mm. the Psalms, isn't it? God, wipe them all out. (laughs) You're against my enemies. And these guys are standing with the enemy. Mm. (laughs) Give them what they they, um, deserve. Um, Because every time up until here, and further on, again, we're going to see when the nation messes up, when people anger him, he actually intercedes before God. Mm. But now for the first time, he's putting these guys out and say, God, you deal with them Mm. because what they're doing is wrong. Mm. And then sure enough, the next day they do appear in front of God's um, tabernacle, everybody with their senses, except for these two guys who still won't rock up at the meeting. They're rebelling, but um, they don't want to be with them. They don't want to face him, face off. They're mm. just saying, the heck with you, Moses. Yeah, <laughs> we've made up our minds. Then as they stand with their senses in front of God's tabernacle, fire comes out from the tent of meeting and consumes all of those guys, that group of 250 guys. All of them are burnt to ashes. Yeah. That's terrifying. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> and um, what was interesting, if you read it there, it says Moses and Aaron bows down in front of God's presence, and it sounds like the fire goes over them and takes those guys out. Mm. Wow. Which says something for humility in God's presence, isn't it? Sure. And then um, they go out into the, into the um among the tents into the community and then tell the people get away from these guys tents from Dathan and Abiram Um, and then Moses makes a prophetic statement Um, he says if these guys die a natural death then the Lord has not spoken through me but if something that you've never seen before happens today and the earth opens up and swallows them alive 
Then you know that they were in the wrong and me and Aaron are in the right. What a statement. That's bold. And then the people get away from them. Fortunately, they've got faith because they've just heard that fire went out from the Lord. Um, And the earth opens up and it swallows not just those guys, but their tents, their animals, everything belonging to them. And it says the nation um, caught fright at the shrieks of the people as they fell down into the earth alive and it closed over them. What a moment, eh? Amazing. What an incredible moment. Mm. Again, just like last time with the leprosy falling on, uh, falling on, um, what's her name? Miriam. Yes. It, it just points towards what God feels about rebellion mm. against the people that he has set in authority. Um, it really is just such a warning for us. And mm. it's still the same God that we serve. Yeah. You know? And yes, we are under grace with Jesus Christ. Mm. Um, but God's heart has not changed. So if we want to be in favor with God, we better be careful to really honor authorities. Um, Watch how we speak. What is our attitude uh, towards them? Mm. Yeah. Lest the earth swallow you up. Yeah. Mm. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) And that follows into the the next chapter, chapter 17, where God then gives a sign just to show and affirm that these are the leaders that I have appointed. So Moses says to the nation, um, every one of you choose a leader from your tribe. So 12 leaders in total. And then Aaron will be seen as the leader from the Levi tribe, the priestly tribe. And um, every one of them are to bring a, a staff, the leader's staff. And then in the presence of Moses, they must engrave in the wood their name on the staff. And then they have to leave that staff in the sanctuary of the Lord overnight. And the next morning, they had to come back and see what happened. The next morning, they came back and it says, And Aaron's staff, which represented the house of Levi, had not only sprouted, but had budded, blossomed, and produced almonds. Sure. I mean, even it's if like it was a tree. A, yes, but even if it was a living tree, Valdo. Doesn't happen overnight. No. Mm-mm. It's like three seasons in one night. Yeah. Boom. Amazing. There you got it. The fruit is produced. Mm. And um, it was just said, listen, now you see the Lord have chosen this man as the leader of this tribe. And this tribe is set apart for my purposes. Mm. So the Lord is just in one act affirming and saying, look, these the, these are the guys that I've set apart for this job. Um And it says, just in response, chapter 17, verse 12, the Israelites said to Moses, we will die. We are lost. We are all lost. Anyone who even comes near the tabernacle of the Lord will die. Are we all going to die? So just fear strikes their heart because Mm -hmm. they realize they've been rebellious. They've been moaning. They've been upset with the Lord with the way he's done things and through whom he's done things. And suddenly, just this anguish of heart. Oh, my goodness. Mm. Um, It's like Isaiah's statement. I'm a man of unclean lips. Mm. Woe am I, you know, Mm. Um, which is not the worst place to be. The fear of the Lord, Mm. just to recognize by grace, by grace alone, am I alive. Yeah. Yeah. But isn't that like a a kind of a parallel to how we often in, in life now, you know, we 
we often push God as far away as we can or we deny his works from the past or we forget because, I mean, they've seen amazing mm. miracles. Yeah. When you started reading that chapter 16 about these guys going to now meet with God with their scepters or what did you say? Their senses. senses yeah. Already there I would go, okay, maybe I'm out for this one because I probably should think back and go, well, God has already confirmed Moses and Aaron. You know, mm. these guys are the leaders. And I think it's sad that in, in life it's often like that as well. We often get to this point where we, we have to literally face a crisis and then only go, okay, God, you were right all along. And yeah. this has been, what you've said is what it is. And, and that's what we see, you know, people, uh, or including ourselves, we mm. allow ourselves to get so far away. And then when things fall apart, we go, okay, God, now we, now we will listen. But we've already seen his goodness. We've already seen his faithfulness, but we want to test it again. Yes. Yeah. No. I, I, I really think that we're going to Deuteronomy in two weeks' times, and we won't spend a lot of time there because mm. the stories are pretty much covered. But the theme of Deuteronomy is just remembering, yeah. remembering. And I, um, it really is. I think it's why the New Testament says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb, but by the word of our testimonies, yeah. retelling the things that the Lord has done mm. before. Uh, where have we been? Let's remember that because it will save us from making mistakes or yeah. having lack of faith or mm. falling in the same traps again. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. Yeah. Ne? Um, well, they take that staff then and um, Moses is told by God, take it and put it in the Ark of the Covenant. So together with the, um, the tablets, the two tablets with the Ten Commandments on it, and then also um, earlier on they had to um, get a, what is it? A, a container. I can't remember the container's name. Um, of manna mm -hmm. that's also placed inside of it. So now we've got three things of remembering inside the ark box. Mm. Um, and from this time on, this staff every year would continue to bud and blossom and produce fruit. Sure. Right? A miraculous sign yeah. from here on out that these are the people I've chosen. Yeah. It's supernatural. It's not because of who they are. They're just a stick. Like any other stick, yeah. I give them life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Powerful. Yes. Yeah. We get into some laws then there that I'm just going to jump over for now. Let's go to chapter 20 then, um, which is water from the rock. And um, over there, uh, we'll, well, we'll probably go into chapter 21, but we're near to the end here. Um, so previously, remember when they came to Mount Sinai, um, water came from a rock, but it came when God says, take your staff and hit the rock. Mm. And they did. And for two years, they had a water supply there at this mountain in the middle of the desert. Um, now again, the people are grumbling and they're moaning and saying to Moses, we're all going to die in the desert. What are we doing here? Uh, to part the fact that it's our choice. We could have been in the promised land by now. But Moses, we're still fed up with you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sadly. Um, and God is gracious. He actually just says to Moses, all right. Verse 7, the Lord said to Moses, Take the staff, and you and your brother Aaron, gather the assembly together. Speak to that rock. Mm -hmm. okay? Speak to that rock. It's a different thing. Mm. Moses goes up to the uh, rock, and it seems like Aaron was also seriously upset at this time. Because um, later in the chapter, verse 24, it would be saying, uh, God says, Aaron will be gathered to his people. He will not enter the land I give the Israelites because both of you rebelled against my command at the waters of Meribah. Mm. So Aaron is in this as well. Both of them are just fed up with the people. Mm. 
And Moses takes the staff and he hits the rock. Graciously, God still lets water come out of the rock. Isn't that kind? Yeah. Not because of what Moses did, but despite what Moses did, he still blesses the nation by supplying them with water and sustaining mm. them. And then God says to him, listen, you have sinned. You've misrepresented me in front of the nation is what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, you acted in anger. I was not angry. All right. That's a powerful image, isn't it? So he as leader to the nation is a representative of God mm. before them. Mm. He's representing God's character, God's will before them. And in this moment, they're looking at Moses and say, oops, God is really angry at us, mm. but God is not. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and um, both him and Aaron is then judged by God on that. Now, consider the fact that the, the nation is supposed to be a city on a hill. They're supposed to be a holy nation set apart. They must be holy because God is holy. That's mm. been the refrain throughout Leviticus, right? And they haven't been that. But God has been gracious and gracious and gracious towards them. And the question that we often ask in this passage is, but isn't God a bit harsh with Moses? Mm. Hey? But what the New Testament says is, don't all desire to be leaders yeah. because as a leader, you will be judged on a higher standard. Yes. So he is anointed by God. He has spent time with God in a much different, much more intimate way than the yeah. nation. So God says, I require more of you. Mm. Uh, and this... You should it, have known better. There we go. Yeah. So because of this, then Moses would bring it up in the book of Deuteronomy again. And uh, it sounds a bit different in the story there. So go and read it in Deuteronomy. There he's actually putting the blame on the nation. <laughs> he's saying, because of you... God would not let me go into the promised land because I struck the rock. Yeah. It's sort of I blame you for my sin. Yeah, it sounds like something. You like made that. me angry, so <laughs> I killed someone. Yes, there we go. No, it's your fault. <laughs> and uh, so in this chapter actually um uh, his sister passes away and she's buried and then towards the end of the chapter verse 22 um Aaron passes away and he's also buried in the desert. And he will also then be buried in the desert. He will not go into the promised land together with Joshua mm. because of this action. This is a statement that God made. All right, I'm going to hold you accountable for this. Mm. Sure. A lot to think about again. Yeah. I think that's, that one at the end is a key reminder for those who are in leadership and those who serve under leadership to go, there is a standard you yeah. know, um, w that, that will be required of those who lead. And also that you spoke about before, um, how do you speak of your leaders? How do we speak of our leaders, mm. of our country, of the world, you know, in our church, in, even in our home? Um, it goes back to that old thing of children honor your parents. Yes. Um, because they're your leaders. There. Yeah. Mm. And so it's a good reminder for me as well to go check your words because it affects the way that God would respond to you. Um, yeah. There's always grace. There's always mercy. Um, but our hearts need to be pure before God so that we don't get swallowed by the earth, so yeah. to speak. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So next time we're going to speak about the story of Balaam, mm. which is most of the rest of the book. Um, uh, Balak calls this sorceress and asks him to speak a curse over the nation and then how that plays out and how he actually pays for the consequences of his decisions as well. Yeah. It's a fascinating story because in the first place it's a sorceress. Do you want to say, does he hear the Lord's voice? <laughs> and it would seem that he did. Yeah. 
um, and then a speaking donkey in the mix of it. Uh, yeah, it's just it's a fascinating story. Yeah. So please do try and read a couple of chapters ahead. Yeah. Um, and right after the story as well, there's a war then with the people of Moab, and it's in consequence to what happened with Balaam. So then the bigger scheme of it, try and follow the story, and we'll speak about okay. it next week. Well, I'm looking forward to that, and thanks again for tuning in today and listening to this episode. So next week we're wrapping up with part four of Numbers, and then we'll continue our journey through the Bible. Exciting. Until then, bye-bye.